Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to another fantastic episode of Same Dad Podcast. Here it's uh, Jesse and my sister Kelly. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm good. It's Friday. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. We're hanging in there. We we survived a cold um, that swept through the family. I guess that's just kind of... That's just kind of part of um, sending the kiddo to school or whatnot. Um, We can't really pinpoint when it happened, but we're thinking either either at school or over at the um, therapy building that he goes to. I think he was um, mouthing some of the equipment over there and... uh, you know, no matter how much Lysol and disinfectant and baby wipes and this and that that you do, you're, you know, the we can only do so much as humans. We're just kind of stacking the bet in our favor, but, you know, you can still get sick. And he got a respiratory infection, like just a like a sinus cold into his chest a little bit. And then, of course, I uh, <clears throat> he got sick over the weekend. So we saw it settling in a little on Thursday, but he went, went to school on Friday. And then uh, we saw that he had started to kind of show signs of getting sick. And we wanted to go see uh, Grandpa John race his... Uh, drag racing car that weekend because he was he was only an hour out of town and uh the circuit that he's on travels a lot of places you know i think wisconsin minnesota maybe maybe uh one of the dakotas i don't know and then all over iowa and he was an hour from where we are so uh, we went out there Friday because we kind of had an idea that Eli had a cold settling in. And um, the way the the races are formatted is, um, I believe, the first night they'll do like a qualifying or practice run. And then it's a two-day long tournament. And then, I mean, once you're eliminated, there's really no point to stay. So we wanted to get there the first night, you know, so we could see grandpa john and see the car and uh watch him watch him do a qualifying run or a practice run so we went out there had a good time visited for a few hours and uh then came back home and sure enough that friday night eli's cold really took off like we figured it would uh he ran a fever off and on all weekend and then Monday rolled around and of course like reluctantly I call the doctor and ask what's wrong and you know it's it's not 2019 or 2018 anymore so the only the only things that a kid can have is either diarrhea or COVID right so so I said uh reluctantly I shared the symptoms over the phone and then uh uh, we go through the craziness of going to the doctor. We go, uh, first thing they want to do, obviously, is without saying anything, but we kind of assumed already as they wanted to run a COVID test. So the way the appointment worked was we waited out in the parking lot and we called him to tell him we were there and then we waited for like another hour on top of that. And then we finally get to go in and they have us go through the sketchy side door of the building and uh there's like shower curtains up everywhere the the doctor comes in with a rubber suit some gloves and like like a SWAT team helmet on like it looks like it looks like that fucking scene for me t when they got him all when they got him in the plastic chamber about ready to do experiments on you know seeing it always chokes me up because he's all chalky and shriveled and he kind of turns to the side you know but uh, we get in there and this is just i mean tonight i get it but at the same time it's like come on now so we 
So the COVID test is laying on the on the on the bed when we get in the room, and uh, yeah, I kind of already saw where this was going, and he didn't get any prescription drugs or nothing. They said, "Well, we'll we'll do. It's up to you if you want to do a COVID test." But I mean, that's that's what everybody's going to ask anyway, because he already missed school that day, and. Uh, so we do the COVID test and we wait 24 hours. And even if you're, even if you're like 99% sure your kid doesn't have COVID, it still bugs you to wait around for 24 hours to get a test back. So there's another day of school missed and then he runs another fever on like Tuesday for a little bit. So he missed school Wednesday and then Thursday for whatever reason, they didn't have any school at the building. So Today was his first day of school for the week, and the one saving grace that got us through all of this was um, his new iPad came in the mail Monday morning. Uh, you talk about like a, a game changer, a, a game saver. It was uh, we had gotten it through through a grant for children with uh, disabilities through. I found out about it through his, uh, his the, ther the therapy building that he goes through. One of the therapists brought it up, and uh, it's our second time to apply and to get the grant. Um, it's it's seven hundred to a thousand dollars a year that you can just spend on your kid for stuff um, relative to their intellectual disability, and for Eli. That iPad's like a security blanket. I mean, it's just kind of helps him get through a lot of crazy shit. And <clears throat> yeah, it really delivered. I mean, it's a it's a it's a top of the line iPad that I didn't have to pay for. So that's pretty killer. And then it, it shows up that Monday morning. So if there's any parents out there that have kids with any disabilities look look into these grants and these special programs because there's a lot of cool shit out there not everybody's going to tell you about it like they did that for us but if you get online and look around kick some doors down and there there's some good stuff out there and you know with that grant we got eli a bike uh over the summer and then we just scored him a brand new ipad through it so and, and there's several other things that we got too through there so anyway yeah the ipad arriving that that monday was was huge that was kind of the silver lining that got us through and then of course mom and dad get sick and i still got remnants of the cold i think mom's getting over it better than me but you know, just it just is what it is. Sometimes, sometimes the cold is nature's way of saying, "Hey, bro, slow the fuck down." You know, or be pay attention, or you know, take it take it easy, or something. You know, so that's what we've been doing. Well, you you brought up the point that I was going to make and made it well, and that is, you know, um, when prior to 2020 did we ever try to pinpoint where we got a cold? You know, right. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, we've learned a lot over this uh, last 18 months, and uh, the conversation just continues. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's you know, being discussed now about vaccines and boosters. And, you know, I've, um, I'm not shy to say that I'm, I'm for the vaccine. I, I really would hope that those who are, have been on the fence about it to really consider it. Um, never promised to, to, you know, eliminate infections, but certainly there's plenty of data out there that does say that it's um, definitely reduced people from going to the hospital and dying. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm, um, I'm good with that. Um, I'm happy if we have a tool for that. So I'm going to use it. Um, so, yeah, that's a scary thing. You know, I, I do some work in schools right now remotely and do some outreach about testing and some federal government programs related to that. And I'm always surprised um, how, um, you know, again, I, I guess I'll say when there are tools available that you choose not to use, 
that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you know, our family and my husband's a mechanic. And so I use tool references a lot or the toolbox. I mean, you're not going to show up to change an engine with, a, you know, a carpenter's belt and, you know, a few hammers and nails. I mean, you're going to bring the specific toolbox and all that it could have um, to, to get the job done. So I know everybody feels a little differently about that, but uh, I'm glad to hear that Eli is well and uh, you guys are on the mend. We had a, a cold come through here and, and it did stop us in our tracks for about three days just because we were kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, you know, every time I would get up out of the seat, you know, I'd say, okay, can I breathe deep enough? Can I breathe out? Deep? You know, <laughs> and so never before have I, I guess, questioned that. So, um, yeah, it changes everything. That's for sure. So. Um, so now you, I hear that um, Nicole is out getting reinforcements or, or um, groceries. You know, sometimes we go without when we're not feeling well. So maybe just kind of getting things restocked and back on track will make you feel better too. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Some of the some of the mills that I've thrown together just, uh, <laughs> just to get by. You know, like it's funny, like. Uh, the other night I had uh, <clears throat> I had ramen, the blue pouch. I had uh, some ramen and I had and I had a I had a sleeve of Smarties for dessert and I drank tea with it and I'm there watching wrestling, eating this and I'm thinking my meal was different versions of powder mixed with fluid or not. Like I just devoured multiple powders, <laughs> like with some with some noodle in there, you know. Dehydrated noodle at that <laughs> until you brought it to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny, but you know, you're, you know, that's when that fistful of ramen pouches that you randomly grabbed three months, four months prior, man. That's when that, that's when that stuff is like, all right, I'm here, I'm here to do my my one duty and that's you know feed your ass at 9 30 p.m or whatever the case you know and yeah. we had the same same experience last night so 9 30 tends to be our our dinner time right now for whatever reason we're still like on summertime and you know it always gets bumped late in the summer months but we haven't really drawn that back and here we're already back into school and you know we should be kind of adjusting but um went out to the golf course last night with um the two guys and came back and we were famished you know because we walked nine we got there so late that you know the carts were no longer available so we all looked at each other like can we do this can we even walk nine can we do it before sundown or before it's you know dark out so we get seven in we did walk seven so on the way home i'm thinking what is it? what do we have to eat and always a crowd pleaser i turned around and said you guys want me to make breakfast and they acted like i might have said like you know um filet mignon you know <laughs> it was and, and, and as they're eating like this is the best breakfast i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the simple things but yeah those things you've got some eggs bread um, you know, and, and cheese, cheese is always a good fortifier. You know, I think we had some slices of American cheese. They like that in their eggs and a few potatoes. I had to cut some eyes off <laughs> and we were in business. Oh, I think I had a little bit of bacon, uh, the, the same bacon, mind you, that my father got me for my birthday. So if you've ever received a gift of meat, um, you know, you think what a, it became a joke early on when dad kind of started doing that. But at Christmas time, especially, he usually stocks our freezer full of meat. So uh, that meat came in handy last night. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no better bacon than birthday bacon. <laughs> That's what it was. It was tasty. Yeah. So. Hey, I got a I got a nice chair here. I don't know if I can. Hard to show a chair off while my ass is in it at the same time, but <laughs> there's like a little sneak peek there. I got a, it was the 4th of July parade. Uh, we got family here in town. Um, Nicole's cousin, 
I believe, which would also, that'd be my cousin too, right? And that's how I would, like, yes. you marry in, marriage, yes. Yeah, yeah. So my cousin, uh, we were in, we were in her living room back on the 4th of July and uh, she had brought a couple of extra chairs into the living room for all the guests because we we had met up and then we we got ready for the parade and she mentioned how she was wanting to get rid of this office chair and I was definitely in the market for one and uh, said well I'll take it off your hands and she said all right so then you know some time went by obviously I don't know you do the math fourth of July to yesterday however long that's been we finally um she offers, she texts uh, Nicole and says, hey, does Jesse still want this chair? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll take it. And so she took it to work with her, and then I drove over to where she worked yesterday morning and picked it up, and uh, <clears throat> I, had a, I had a $20 bill on me, and I was like, well, I'm not – I think she works over at like a senior citizen or assisted living – uh, facility and I was I kind of had a little bit of dad in me I'm not I'm not leaving the compound until she takes this $20 bill for this chair because she hadn't she hadn't she's such a sweetheart such a kind person I think she was just going to give me the chair and I, I don't you know I'm going to give her something something for the chair and she said I ah, don't worry about it I only paid 15 I said well here make a profit you know here take this 20 you know, get some lunch or hell, just give the 20 to somebody else when I leave, whatever, you know, just, I want, I want to know that I gave you, you know, something for the chair and it's a great chair. I've been, uh, sitting in it, doing, uh, paying some bills, doing some office work. And I just, will <laughs> it, I just will it over to the side and I play some old video games on, on my computer. And I play, was playing some excite bike earlier and, couple other games it's comfortable it's nice because i was for a long time almost a year or more i was just working with uh the remnants of a 40 dollar table and chair set from walmart it was the last chair of the whole set that i that i kept just so i wouldn't have to be on my knees to like reach something or if i knew that i was going to be working <laughs> working on the floor like it's sit down like for example it, it takes it out of me to take like a 24 pack of waters and stock them motherfuckers on the bottom shelf of a fridge that's some hard ass work but you just get this chair out you get that little folding chair out <laughs> so I, I hung on to it for that you know and like old Rocky when he go see Adrian at the cemetery had that old chair stuffed up in the tree I just kept that old chair around so I could whip it out when I had to do shit. And it ended up being my everything chair, but it, I mean, it, it was rough. It was so worn down that it was just like all the piping and shit was just smashed to you. Like it, it didn't have any cushion. So I still got the folding chair, but it's sure nice to actually have, have an office chair now. I mean, it's, it's freaking great. It leans back and everything. Well, I'm certainly happy for you. That you know, that was a hell of a sale. <laughs> I mean, talking about uh, a, an office chair like it's a, a lazy boy recliner. I mean, that you you've really been missing out. Um, yeah. I have to say, I I bought this weird chair at Office Depot. I don't think I'm going to show you. I might bring a picture up at some point, but it's literally a wobbly stool and it's that way on purpose so that you can kind of lean forward a little bit kind of relieve some pressure off your back it actually raises like a bar stool so if you've got like a vera desk that rises and uh you know they thought i was crazy for buying it because it looks ridiculous not only it looks like a um, space age chair it's like the jetsons let me see if i can do something real quick so <laughs> nice. So this thing is like magic. So you can uh, rest your feet up on a cube I have, but then I can be up. I can I can even stand and lean against it, oh and it God. will you know it just kind of leans to you. But uh, sometimes I do miss a, a, a traditional chair like you've got there. So 
Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. 20, 20 bucks for this thing, man. It's, it's nice. Definitely, uh, definitely a game changer for sure. Those are generally at least 50 to to hundred dollars in your typical office depot. So yeah, you got a score there. Good for you. <laughs> I'm a little alarmed. I have to say, imagine you uh, taking a folding chair up to the refrigerator to put some bottles in. I, I guess I say for myself, I don't even take it that far. I just keep them warm out in the garage. I don't even bring them in. <laughs> yeah, ever since I got, ever since I had had back surgery, and then my knees, my knees freaking suck, and I'm fat. So you combine all that, I'm 40 and I'm fat, and my knees suck. So it's <laughs> nice sometimes to have like a just some just like a just something there like midway, you know. I get it. I do. I do. So uh, when, uh, I don't know, what else you want to talk about? What else is on your mind tonight? Oh, not too much. I'm ahead in the college football pick and pool I got going. Cool. I'm in the lead there. I had a good, uh, I had a good opening week. I kind of jumped out in front and I took, I took some risks, uh, I kind of have, I don't want to give away all my secrets, but I have, I'm kind of looking at it different this year, like from a, from a standpoint of like, okay, I'm up by so many games and I know that there's, you know, there's a metric shit ton, a crap ton of games every week because it's all the, it's all the division one games, any game that has a division one team, I believe they're all on there. So you're talking like, 70 80 games a week but with the way college football scheduled maybe only a half dozen to 10 of them games will be maybe could go either way or they're high you know and then two or three of that small portion is our high profile games and you just kind of think like okay if i if i take this calculated risk knowing that the other eight or nine participants are going to maybe pick one team over the other, then I, then if I'm wrong, I lose that game that I have over them. You know what I mean? So like, not only are you trying to figure out who's going to win or lose, but you got to try to think, okay, like who would the majority go with on this? And is it, am I confident enough? that if I'm the minority on the votes, I'm going to lose this game I have up on six or seven people. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, right. you have to think like that, especially for those games that are so hard to pick or they're so equal. Yeah, it's uh, so it's it's good. I mean, it's a uh, funny story. I'll tell you, last, last time we did these uh, pick-ems, I was in Texas, and a majority of the guys that participate are um, – guys I met in Texas, co-workers and buddies of mine, you know, and uh, a dad's in there, Nicole's in there, uh, a couple of family members, some some friends from the past are in there, some acquaintances, and uh, anyway, uh, so it would have been two years ago because uh, last year the football season was a mess because of COVID, so we didn't do the pick -ums. so two <laughs> Two years ago, we do the pickums, and uh, we get all the way to the end, and there's like over 500 games. Okay, like some absurd, like 600, 700 games. I don't remember. But um, one thing that I failed to do setting that one up was I didn't set it up to where it would auto pick for you if you missed a game. Like it's set up now, so where like if I have a brain fart. Or I forget, like, for example, there's two games tonight. So if I were have forgotten those games, it would auto-pick the favorite for me. So at least I had a horse in the race. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I forgot, or I wasn't thinking I was new to the process. But I didn't I didn't set that the first, the first uh, go-around. 
two years ago. And uh, between there being a couple of games that were missed by folks, um, it ended up being a tie, believe it or not. A buddy of mine named Jesse and my, and dad tied at the end. All these fucking games, okay? And as a tie, like, like I'm talking like some astronomical freaking odds to tie, right? I mean, hundreds and hundreds of games. Like, probably, I don't remember the exact figure, well over 500 games, I believe. And, <laughs> and, and there was a tie, and unfortunately... The tie was because, I mean, we had all missed games here and there by just not knowing. or Because you know, they play every now and then they shoot out a Wednesday or a Tuesday game, like a low-profile <laughs> one. So my dad had missed a game that was a landslide game that everyone would have picked a particular team. But he missed voting or picking a game. So, And I'm sure that probably Jesse missed a couple. I missed a couple. You know, I mean, so in the long run, it, it went out in the wash. But what I'm saying is there wouldn't have been a tie had I at least made it to where it would auto-pick a favorite. But because of this mattering of of, of inaccuracies there, <laughs> we ended up with a freaking tie at the end of the year. So just, just odds, you know, I don't know what, one out of a million that, that there'd be a tie, but we, we had two guys tie. So this year, hopefully, there won't be a tie. Was there any kind of uh, award or or just bragging rights or what? Oh, I don't know. Just just to do it, I didn't have any. If this was when it's structured across the country. <laughs> I don't really have like a way to police whether people people pay up or not. Like we had a we had a bet within the shop. I think maybe a case of beer or something, but like. There wasn't a grand prize because I didn't have any way to really police the participants. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was a blast. It's pretty fun to do. Just It kind of adds to the season also. Who's some of your favorite teams? Uh, college ball, it's a Big Ten. You know, fuck the SEC and the horse they rode in on. It's, uh, that's how you really feel it's a, <laughs> it's a it's it's a big 10 I mean I think I think top to bottom athletically the big 10's got the most athletes they're just not piled on two or three teams I mean Ohio State and a couple others yeah they're stacked but they're not I would put the mid-card big 10 team up against anybody else's mid-card guys it's just spread – the wealth is spread more in the Big Ten. Like, yeah, there's – there's uh, like Alabama's unstoppable. I get it. But, you know, once you get past like the three or four on top in the SEC, that's – they're just like everybody else. And, you know, some of the other conferences are trash. And, you know, like uh, the ACC's garbage once you get past – once you get past Clemson and Duke this year, there's really not not much there. And it's, you know, it, it is what it is. But I don't know. They're they're doing a lot of um, realigning here in the next few years. So we'll we'll kind of see what they do. And they're gonna expand expand the playoffs. So it, it'll change, but I mean for now, I mean it's it's pretty cool. Iowa's ranked fifth in the nation. So I'm, I'm 10 minutes away from a fifth ranked national football powerhouse. That's very cool. Yeah. I had a guy, I had a future offensive lineman load my shit in this apartment. And he was like, a, he was just massive. Like one of his legs was bigger than my whole body. This, just a giant man. And every now and then, you drive around down there, downtown, you'll see, you can tell, you know, that some guys are football players because they're just huge. Yeah, yeah. Or they intentionally don't wear their shirt or something, you know, and they got, they got an eight pack. They look like one of them, they look like one of them half horse, half man guys, but without the horse. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, damn, bro, where's your trident? <laughs> but it's, yeah, there's some big dudes walking around, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's just something to do, picking them games. It, I love football season, and it goes by so quick. It's only like four, four and a half months long, and it just, it just flies. Yeah, it's fun. Um, we had football on last night, and I know it's not, you know, it's not the same. And you know, we've kind of had seasons where we uh, didn't tune in as much. But man, there's just something about. You know, for me at least, working in the kitchen or doing something with even if my back's turned to the television, because we've kind of got this open concept and uh, it just having it on the background just kind of is, um, you know, it's fall. It's very soothing. It's what we grew up listening to. It's just, um, you know, it's like medicine in the background. So it's kind of hard to, to deny. I think last night we had the Giants on. Um, <laughs> I heard that they they lost there at the end, so I didn't really tune in too much. But um, when you're, it made me think of something though. When you're talking about this guy that helped uh, move your furniture, and what did you say he was? Was he an Iowa State um, player? Is that what you said? Uh, no, we don't we don't talk about Iowa State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I knew it as soon as I said University of Iowa. I'm sorry. Was yeah, he? Was Iowa. he a guy? Yeah, he uh, he already committed. He was a junior in high school, so he's uh, probably a senior in high school now. Then he'll be going going over there. The guy, he was just enormous. Like he was, yeah, he put Eli's bed together. This massive dude was like squatted down, putting this kitty kid's bed together, and it was just like, I mean, his legs <laughs> were fucking massive. His knees were like bowling ball size and his shoulder they just he just didn't look human you know what i mean he looked like like a rick moranis movie honey i blew the kid up to eight feet 400 pounds <laughs> please don't tell nicole that i said that if she watches or listens i'm sorry nicole i'm sorry i said iowa state i'm so sorry <laughs> that's but all right the story I was going to get to about that was two things. One is that, you know, we used to have the Colts uh, training camp in my town. And uh, so it was nothing to go to a restaurant. You could always tell the, the group um, of players uh, based on their size, of course. And then there was another time back in college when um, I was downtown Indy with some friends and uh, ran into or saw, didn't run into them. I saw Reggie Miller and I think it was Daryl Dawkins, I think is his name, the two Pacers players. And, you know, I'm kind of a fan junkie or, you know, I'm a sports junkie and a fan. So I... Um, Everybody was kind of embarrassed to walk up, but I thought I'm going to give it a try. So I walk up to toward Reggie. He he um, very almost aggressively waves me off, like no, I don't want any part of that. <clears throat> so Daryl Dawkins, I think that's his name. I'm sorry if that's the wrong guy. He looked over almost in pity, I think, and he did stop and let me get an autograph. But um, Reggie was just too, you know, he was too big for that. He had a he was going to some nightclub or something, you know, he was on his way. He didn't want to be bothered. So <laughs> I always remember that seeing professional players out was kind of, I'm starstruck, but that one kind of stung a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's a don't, don't ever meet your heroes or whatever that old saying is. I guess. Yeah. They always, well, they're bound to disappoint. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was, uh, that brings up two stories. Uh, one, you know that old Pat McAfee got naked and drunk in our fountain downtown there, don't you? I do, yes. <laughs> you know, probably one of the greatest punters of all time next to Ray Guy. Now, McAfee's a, into pro wrestling. He wrestles and does commentary. and Yeah, he's on a lot of sports talk radio. Real cool dude, so I kind of... I kind of take that as an honor that he stripped down and got intoxicated in our fountain. <laughs> yeah, he's um, yeah, he got a lot of press there for a while. I one of the things that uh, we don't talk enough about. I think he had some really great tackles too. 
I mean, they'd break the line and he, I mean, he'd take care of it from where he was standing. He was a big enough guy and he didn't care. I've seen a couple of good tackles from McAfee. <laughs> yeah, that guy's, a, that guy's a living legend. And man, I'll tell you, there was, a, there was a time he was calling some college game on a Thursday night and, and uh, the other commentary guy that was down on the field kept razzing him about about uh, special teams not being important. And needless to say, McAfee sent him straight. Like, no, man, no. Hey, look at it like this. Madden has the highest winning percentage, I think, still of any pro coach of all time. And he first first draft pick he ever got was a punter. That was Ray Guy. Hmm. They can flip the field. Punters can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's happened many a time. <clears throat> I, uh, like I said, I just, uh, I probably pay attention and always kind of frustrated dad. I pay attention to the things that really weren't that important about the game or, you know, that wasn't the strategy or I don't care if when I was five, if I knew all of the signs for, you know, roughing the passer, I knew all the signs when I was a kid. I, I don't know them all now. And it, it drives Seth crazy. And so, you know, I don't, I tell you that I'm a huge football fan and I am, but I'm probably not looking and enjoying the same things that you all are. So it's interesting to maybe kind of to have a conversation, although dad gets a little flustered sometimes. <laughs> I just like big, heavy men and silk pants. <laughs> well, then we're on the same page. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched some of that. I tried. I tried to watch some of that New York Washington game. That was. That was a sorry display. That was that was a contest to see who could give the other team the win. Man, oh. and then I saw. I had it muted. And I saw that bum yelling at that guy on the sideline that, I don't know what his name is, Galladay. You're fucked up anyway if your name ain't Holiday and it's Galladay. But any, anyway, he's yelling at this guy. I thought he it was muted, so it was um, – he was yelling at the quarterback that he ain't all there anyway. He shakes his head. You can, you can hear – shit rattling around but anyway he was yelling at the quarterback but there was an equipment guy in between the two of them fixing his helmet and i i had a, the thing muted and i thought this motherfucker is yelling at this equipment guy you know this guy that makes like you know 40 grand a year working 16 hours a day to wash these i thought he was yelling at the equipment guy so i turned the game off I was like, fuck you. And I turned yeah. the game off. And yeah. Find out, <laughs> come to find out, he was yelling at the goofy bastard behind that guy. <laughs> so, but, it, but I mean, that's the mentality that I have about NFL guys. I just assumed he was an arrogant douche, you know, like, yeah. look at yeah. this guy, you know, world owes him, you know, he can run fast. So he's, you know, he's a billionaire. So just, so I immediately just kind of took the, I thought he was laying into the equipment guy about his helmet, so I mm -hmm. I turned the game off, and then that was it. I saw the highlights. I tried to fast forward through it this morning, but I don't know. It's it's tough. Like they need to run a a flex schedule so they don't get them shitty matchups when with the spotlight on it, like. Like, hide that game on Sunday when there's 13 other games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. Like, run something. Run the good shit on Thursday and Monday if that's all you're, the, there's going to be. You know? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a way they could fix that or something. But anyway, yeah, I saw I saw what 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 kind of was a football game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I saw it up to the, the time that the equipment guy was getting chewed out and I was done. Yeah, I was like, man, who is this you know, and then he was yelling at the guy. Well, the guy he was yelling at was so dense, he wasn't even, it wasn't even like, I mean, at a glance, you wouldn't even know he was listening to that guy. I thought, yeah. man, he's, 
he's just tearing this poor dude a new ass for something about his helmet, you know. And, but whatever. I didn't. It was the Giants and the Reds. Or what? I can't call them the Redskins anymore. What are uh, they? What are they called the, now? The, the football team. They're literally Washington, the football team. Yeah. <laughs> Is that gonna stick around? Are they still waiting for votes? What's? <laughs> I don't know. I'd say just throw some names in the hat, draw one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's as that's what I I did see some of that, and uh, yeah, really, I don't know. It's been. It's kind of kind of a weird week. Everybody got sick, and all of a sudden it's Friday now. Yeah, that's it's kind of feels that way here. Although we weren't sick, it was like uh, the the week went by fast. Uh, we're going to be taking a vacation pretty soon, <clears throat> and you know, vacations are kind of there's irony in them because all of the effort it takes to gear up to get going, and and we're going to go far enough away where <clears throat> actually. Um, gonna be all flying as a family and so we all I think the majority of the family that that are going are gonna be on a plane at the same time and so the other day Seth looks at me and <clears throat> said should we all be on the same plane at the same time you know <laughs> um Emma's not going with us and so there's you know anyway uh I guess what I'm trying to say is that while I'm excited to go on vacation it's a lot of damn work there's a lot of anxiety that leads up to it I think it takes at least, as I've told you, two days maybe to really relax into it. And then, you know, you've got, we're going to be there for a little while. So we're going to have a good solid seven to eight days where we can really relax. And then, of course, when you return or getting everybody home is a stressor. And then you get home and you it's going to take two or three days to get back in the swing of things, get back into work. And so um, I don't know why, maybe it's a... Um, an American thing, or if it's a, you know, a, just a family thing, or if it's just, I mean, I think most people experience this. It's just, why do we, why don't we enjoy our vacations? Why don't we, you know, do like Europeans do and take holiday for at least a month? You know, why is that so foreign to us here in the States? So <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to cram it all in and I'm going to say it's the funnest time we've ever had and we haven't traveled in a long time. So we're going to do our best and try to stay safe, but get to our destination and we'll be by an ocean. So that'll be good. Yeah, don't uh, don't feel bad if all you do is sit in a chair and drink a beer. Oh, no, there there won't be any feeling bad about that. Um, <laughs> the uh, place we're going is actually um, it's on an island or it's it's kind of all it's kind of inclusive. It's like a little village kind of feel to it and we actually will be um, staying in a house and it's um, it's a rental property but it's owned by a friend of ours from high school so we um, got some discounts which is good and we're gonna have uh, our own um, oh like golf cart that will take us throughout any place we want to go um, it's it's just a block from the beach and so I'm thinking it'll be probably one of our best family vacations. And, you know, this may be one of the few times we'll get to travel with um, some of the family that's going. So my mom and um, his parents are going. And so we'll uh, we'll try to make the best of it. But <laughs> so I'm already in like worry mode. If I forget something, oh, the dog's got to get shot. So I got to clip his her nails and where she's staying, she's going to maybe stay with um, Emma a little bit, or she's going to uh, maybe go to the dog groomers over here for a couple of days. It's just, I don't know. I'll relax when I'm actually sitting on the plane, I think. <laughs> yeah, they need to have, like, uh, you know, all the times when I was in the military and I would take leave and I'd go do a bunch of shit. I'd always think to myself, why didn't I ever just take some leave and just lay on my couch at home? <laughs> you know, like, why didn't I just, 
why didn't I just sit on a porch with a beer for like five days or, you know, like I always kind of wondered that. Like I've, I've come off of vacations just tired as shit before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, we, I guess that's just what we do. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be great memories looking back. And sometimes, sometimes if every day isn't great, the farther you're away from them, the greater they look. So (laughs) I'll try to take a ton of pictures and then I'll write my own story a few years from now. So it'll, it'll be fine. (laughs) I think one of the days we're going to drive over to see my uncle who lives down there and we haven't seen him in a while. And, uh, you know, it's always kind of, uh, well, and you do this a lot. You travel and you'll stay with family. And I don't do that a whole lot. So this will be, um, you know, we'll stay with them and whatever their routines are that are different or, you know, their eating schedule or their the way they, you know, take your shoes off before you step on the carpet. You know, I'm going to have to, like, navigate the um, – because I'll be there just with mom and it'll it'll – zoom me back down to being like a teenager again you know when you, you're with your parents sometimes you kind of get back in that childlike mode and so here I am going to take her to see her brother and I'll be driving but as soon as I hit that house I'll be the young one you know and so I'll be the I'll be the teenager in the house but uh that's okay it is what it is <laughs> yeah hopefully they... can you tell I'm really looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> They didn't, they didn't tell you about the dog the size of a of a rhinoceros they have for no reason or the seven parakeets that just fly around or whatever the fuck, you know. I never understood that. I don't want a dog big enough to rip my damn jugular out. Dogs get bored, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want, I don't, you know, I want one I can... I want one that I can hop on on there and kind of manhandle it if it gets out of control or something. But I've always thought dogs that were approaching human size got a little creepy, especially male dogs that are not neutered. And I'll just leave it there. I'm thinking, why why are we why are we looking at a naked young man? I mean, you know, there's just right. a part part of me that's. Uh, so yeah, I, the size of dogs and um, how they are managed is important to me. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bring in a dog that's got a package three times the size of mine and feed it and keep it alive, and then try and then and then try to impress Nicole in any kind of way. I'm not going to make myself look bad on. shoot i always think those kind of dogs roaming around and and just like jaunting back and forth in a a living room while you're having a conversation with grandma they're just too distracting (laughs) yeah it's uh yeah i don't i don't understand it either i don't i don't wouldn't get a, a nice home and then put a damn camel in there i don't understand but each their own I guess I mean if you're gonna have a dog that big you might as well get a monkey and train it to ride the damn thing around at least get <laughs> at least get something out of it get one of them little dancing monkeys with the hats <laughs> and the tambourine and have him just ride around on it or something yeah use that small pony for entertainment <laughs> yeah I just uh, I don't know I guess I just got a different I just got a different logic, you know. I don't want something that can wrap its mouth around my face or its package. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, as we were talking tonight about what we might want to um, share, you know, it's been a little over a week and we've tried to do one of these once a week. I I tried to come up with some questions maybe that might kind of carry us through for the last few minutes of our um, show tonight. So let me pose a question out of my handy dandy 52 lists of happiness or for happiness, I guess. And it's kind of a journaling uh, book, but I thought, well, Jesse might get a kick out of some of these questions. So I'd like you to to do me a favor. Tell me uh, uh, three things you remember 
that made you happy when you were, uh, I don't know, say between eight and 10 years old? You're a little boy. What are three things that kind of made you happiest back then? Uh, going to Lee's video and scoring big on a Saturday morning video game rental, getting, you know, they were like a dollar and a quarter for a Nintendo game. If, it, if I could get two winners, man, that was, that was a good feeling. Uh, I don't know, number, number two, probably, uh, probably having, scoring a home run or a touchdown or something, just playing sports in the backyard with, with uh, the family or neighbor kids was always fun. Uh, three, Watching wrestling, probably. I loved watching wrestling. When I was Saturday morning or Sunday morning, that's all that, you know, that's all that we got. We didn't have pay-per-view stuff at the house hardly ever, and we didn't have cable for a long time, so we just got, like, the, you know, here's this bum with a, with a weird-looking mullet and lightning pants. He's in the ring before Dusty Rhodes comes out. Gee, I wonder who's going to win. And, uh, you know, he'd get, he'd get mauled for about 10 minutes, and then they'd go on to the next match. But, you know, and you'd get, you'd get a highlight package, maybe a Ric Flair and Sting or something, or Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or somebody. But, yeah, for me, probably those three things, really, if I could think of being – being eight to ten years old, my Ninja Turtles, I love them. You gotta give it a passive but unforgotten shout out to the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, hell yeah, they're still a big influence today. We got Eli a bunch of Ninja Turtle stuff, and yeah, yeah, those are good. Well, we're gonna compare here in a minute for what makes you happy now. But if I had to give three things of that age for me it was um I had a great friend in the neighborhood and she had this really cool basement that had like um this is gonna sound bad when I start to say it but I mean let me finish the story but you know they had back then uh, a lot of supports for these poles down there and we loved to roller skate and she had one pole in one corner and and then across the room in the other corner another support pole or post and man, we'd get to going so fast and we'd do like big figure eights around those poles in our um, roller skates. And back then, roller skates that you got like at Kmart or, you know, like they weren't very expensive. And sometimes they even um, had, some were metal, but these happened to be, I think they had like the gummy soles on them. And, uh, but man, her, her basement had some cracks, unfortunately, in the floor down there. And if you hit it just wrong, you would go flying. <laughs> Good thing is she had a lot of laundry down there. And back then, you know, a lot of old houses had their laundry in their basement or laundry areas. She had three other sisters. So there were four girls and they all had loads of clothes. And so there was always some big pile of clothes clean, dirty, or otherwise, you could, like, fall into and save yourself, but I remember playing in my friend's basement. That was one. We had a blast. Um, I loved Barbies back then, so if I could get, like, a new outfit even for a Barbie, it was a great score for a weekend, and then closer to about probably going on toward 11, uh, I love to go to Airway, which is kind of like the old target of the day, um, and get a new 45 record. And I was probably looking for, oh, you, I mean, even back then, Prince. So that was probably, what, so those are the things that I liked when I was about eight or 10. So, okay, so let's fast forward. Let's compare what make, what are some three things that make you happy now? They don't have to be in an order, just three things that come to mind. I'd say anytime. Eli does something good, some you know, something uh, like he, if he's having fun, I'm watching him have fun doing uh, doing stuff at therapy or, you know, he had a good day at school or, you know, just today, just watching him play in the tub, gave him a bath. He's got, 
a red ring around his ass from that fever and he's had the shit so he's got like tender ass going so i dunked him in the <laughs> put him in the tub for a little while and we've been putting some of that cream or that salve on there and uh yeah he, just him playing in the tub having fun i found a couple uh extra toys i threw them in there i found a little ball with like little spiky things on it little rubber ball he's playing with that in there and yeah i just i watched him do that for almost an hour and it didn't even seem like it was an hour um so probably that uh i still like watching good pro wrestling uh maybe a, a good sporting event i love saturday uh waking up tomorrow's gonna be i'll be in my zenith i mean i'll wake up in my recliner i'll turn college game day on and it's college football till bedtime as long as i can stay awake i mean i'll be running games uh you know because like the stuff out west doesn't even kick off till like 9 30 sometimes 10 here but i can't stay awake that long but it's a whole day of football tomorrow seeing how i did on my picks uh i like to I like to eat a bunch of food and take a nap. That feels nice. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your honesty and all those things really do sound great. I, I do remember, and, I, and I'm going to steal one from you because I can tell you as an adult, one of the funnest things for me was bath time for your kids. I mean, actually, I have to admit, a lot of it was enjoying the toys that come along with bath time i mean they've come so far i remember but even even when emma was small 20 years ago um just you know stackable blocks that have or, or cups the cups that have holes in them and then you just run them and i mean I'm, here i am I'm, so yes i mean bath time is is very zen like it's very like yeah oh my gosh it's time to get out okay uh, so that, that's a great memory. Thanks for reminding me of that. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, and it has to do with my kids, uh, it, as they get older, you'll find that when they give you their attention and their time, or they come to you when maybe they don't typically come to you. Um, Emma the other day locked her keys in her car, and normally dad's the go-to, but um, she got to me first. And uh, so when I can, um, when my kids come to me for something and they still call me mom, that's a great time that gives me joy. Uh, and something kind of probably very basic. Um, I think feeding, well, it has to do with food. I guess I would say when my family is fed comfortable and entertained so that it so a lot of my stuff does have to do with family I guess which is I'm not ashamed of it's just as I talk it out I'm like yeah you know my family does give me a lot of joy so I'm glad to say that and I'm glad that uh, I got this opportunity to have a family so um yeah that's cool well that was just my little um idea for the ending of maybe our talk tonight is there anything else that you want to share about your week before we wrap up uh no not really i mean it was just kind of <clears throat> we were we were in the apartment most of the week really tried to make minimal outings i'd go to the gas station across the street here and get a big gulp and a nathan's hot dog every now and then but yeah, we just tried to, yeah, if you ever get an Athens hot dog, that's the ones they eat at the hot dog contest, you know, over there in Coney Island. Mm -hmm. They got them, they got them here in Iowa, actually, in packs, and then the, the gas station over here has them on a the roller, and I'll tell you, it's, uh, an Athens hot dog is as close to being sausage without being a sausage, you know what I mean? Really... I don't even put anything on it. I just get it off the roller, throw it on a bun and eat it. It's so flavorful as it is. And uh, every time I eat one, I always think of that dude. I'm like, man, I imagine eating like 74 more of these things, you know, but yeah, I, I love those. And then, you know, they got the dollar big. I love, 
a big old soda with crushed ice and a foam cup that lasts you until about two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, we've gotten us through, and, you know, it's just across the street there, so that's not too far. But, yeah, we've been pretty much just taking it easy, waiting for this damn cold to go through, and I think I'm the last of the other group to have any symptoms left, so... Hopefully by the end of the weekend, it'll be gone. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear you're getting better. So it's always always gives you pause when you hear that your family is getting a COVID test. So glad you're good, brother. Yeah, we're going to, we'll survive. I tried to get him to check my prostate in there. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> yes. That's another story. One time when I went to the VA, I begged that old lady to finger my ass. I drove... I drove all the way there in a tornado weather, 45-minute drive, you know, to be checked from head to toe. And she asked, uh, why have you ever had your prostate checked? And I was, I was about <clears throat> I was about 35, my mid-30s, I think, if I'm doing the math right. And I said, well, no, I haven't. And she said, well, you don't have to have this done for the examination I said well no I, I kind of do want to have it done like since she brought it up you know I was like no I mean you know because I'm thinking I drove all the way here the sky's fucking purple and green outside like the weather is shit like we went out to eat at Olive Garden after after the appointment and the power went out in Olive Garden I mean this weather was bad and I drove all the way there I'm thinking well, if you're checking everything let's check everything so I insisted on her to finger my ass, this old lady, and she got kind of mad because I wouldn't turn it down. So she goes and gets the secretary, who is uh, the secretary up front, because I guess she needs a female witness outside of Nicole, just in case. You know, I, I what would I care? I mean, obviously, you're not going to finger my ass unless you're like, you know, uh, you know, a gang of people holding me down or I'm going to ask you to do it, you know. So what, what am I going to say? So anyway, she goes up front and gets this lady. She's a heavy set lady up front. She had a really loud laugh. And I could hear her laugh when that lady asked her to come back and watch me get my butthole fingered. Because I could just see that lady stomping up to the front of the building like, this son of a gun, he won't turn down a prostate check. I told him, you know what I mean? Because I could tell she didn't want to do it. But, yeah, I had her get in there and look because I didn't know. I mean, I, you know, they say you're supposed to get it checked. Every, that's the only time I've ever, ever had that done. But, anyway, I don't know why we went off on that tangent, but. I'm glad that was at the end. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, it, was in, it was in the end. <laughs> but it came back clean, so did her finger. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right, let's do these shout-outs, and then we'll call it. I don't want to get any more intellectual than that. We'll chase people off. Let's see. Take care of your veterans. Always support your veterans. Uh, take care of your mental health. That's important. There's a lot of fucked up shit in the world. Find somebody to talk to. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to help you. I've gone after help before. Don't be ashamed of it. Uh, autism awareness. Autism inclusion. Let's learn as much as we can about autism. Uh, my son has autism. Uh, he's a beautiful boy, and he uh, I'm proud of him, and I love him, and definitely I'll always support any kind of um, progression towards helping people with autism. Uh, we're on all the social media platforms, literally everything from Tumblr to Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're on all the leading podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Everything is under Same Dad Podcast, one word, and just Google it or type it in the search and it'll all pop up. Uh, I always like to have a song at the end. There's one that I've been listening to uh, here the last couple of days that popped up. I, I take pride in my 
country and blues playlist. Um, that's also in, in the uh, link in the descriptions on our YouTube videos down towards the bottom. Um, <clears throat> the song is by Lacey J. Dalton. It's called 16th Avenue. Uh, it's a really good song. I suggest listening to that. Uh, you got anything to add, Kelly, on the closing? Uh, you know, I don't. I just want to, uh, <clears throat> again, tell everyone to, um, you know, find a trusted source for information. Uh, we're not through this pandemic. So, uh, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your neighbor. Uh, we're all in this together. And so it's important to learn as much as you can and uh, um, try to uh, have some patience. We're, we're just not quite done yet. Um, I do want to uh, say that um, one of my favorite songs I've been listening to or came um, up in a conversation re recently, which fits the month. Um, literally, one of my favorite songs is uh, by Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. And so um, now's, now's the month. It makes sense. Go out and listen to it. That's it for me, Jess. Awesome. Everybody, uh, hit the subscribe, hit the like, hit the little bell so you get updates. We, we pump out one of these pearls of wisdom a week. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, it was another wonderful time, Kelly. I enjoyed it. Um, we love you guys. And, uh, you know, as always, thanks for the support. And take care of yourselves. Love you all. Till next Bye. time.